G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You may have caught up with the announcement from the new Federal Education Minister around schools chaplaincy. The Minister Jason Clare has announced a change to the National Schools Chaplaincy Program. He's announced that schools will now be able to choose between having a religious chaplain and having a well-being worker. There's concern that the change will mean the end for many school chaplains. Well, Peter James is Group Chief Executive Officer for Scripture Union Australia. They run chaplaincy around Australia, and Peter's joining us. Peter, welcome back to 2020. Great to be with you. Peter, schools chaplaincy has been coming under pressure from activists to not employ chaplains, religious chaplains, for some time. Uh, is this a surprise, what's happened? Well, as you say, there are, uh, there's a small number of activists who are quite busy trying to uh, push out the religious component of the chaplaincy program. Um, that's, that's long predated the, uh, the current announcement we're talking about, and, but, and mostly from people who really don't have any personal connection or personal knowledge about what chaplains do in schools and what it looks like in the schoolyard. The people, I think, who know chaplaincy, who've studied it, who've worked with chaplaincy, whether they're religious people or not, generally support the program. There have been a couple of studies, including an independent study by the federal government uh, a number of years ago that found that the schools that have chosen a chaplain overwhelmingly support the program and what the chaplain does. Now, the states and territories receive federal funding to pay for chaplains in public schools, and so uh, this affects every state and territory all around Australia. Yes, that's right. And so um, the the new ALP government have returned to the policy settings that they had in place in the Gillard government days. So it's no surprise to us that they've uh, returned with the secular worker or the student welfare worker as an option for schools. The difference is that um, back in the Gillard days, there was funding for those uh, student welfare, welfare roles. There were about 3,000 schools nationally that had chosen to have a chaplain and about 600 nationally that had chosen to have a student wellbeing officer. Um, and when those settings changed under the Abbott government, the 600 places held by the welfare workers were removed, leaving the 3,000 schools that had chosen a chaplain. So the difficulty at the moment, and we don't have detail yet, is to, to understand from the federal government whether or not they'll fund the additional positions needed for those schools wanting a welfare worker. No doubt some schools will change to a secular counsellor. I imagine it depends on the principals and the leadership in the schools and the relationship they might have, perhaps even with churches in their local community. 
Yes, that's right. And and we're talking about the government school sector. Um, and so it, it boils down to what does the school community uh, want for their school. The schools, as I say, overwhelmingly in the past when that choice existed, overwhelmingly chose to uh, have a chaplain. Uh, and that's a great endorsement about what chaplains do in school and the value to the school community. Some schools, not many, as I say, 600 versus 3,000 did choose a student welfare officer, um, and uh, and that's their choice. It's a government school. Uh, we highly value what chaplains do. The schools that have a chaplain highly value what uh, chaplains do, and we're confident the program will continue to be strong, provided the funding's provide you know are made available for those schools wanting a a student welfare worker. Uh, just come back to that student welfare worker for a moment here because uh, from what I understand, while there's federal government funding for chaplains, uh, there are often local chaplaincy committees that are working hard to fund extra days for that chaplain to work. Uh, you seem to indicate uh, maybe the government might not pay for those uh, secular Counselors, Is that a possibility or is this a big change from government that may well fund everybody? Uh, we don't know yet. And so if there are still only 3,000 funded places, which is the current position with chaplaincy only, if there's only 3,000 places and schools um, have to share that across both models of care, the chaplaincy model and the welfare model, then the, the concern would be that some chaplaincies would uh, be uh, lost in order to fund the welfare workers. As I say, under the, under the previous Gillard government, there was funding made available for those additional 600 schools uh, rather than cannibalising any of the 3,000 schools that had chosen to have a chaplain. What about the value of the pastoral care services in a school setting that comes from a school chaplain? Uh, you can't really put an easy value on it, but how do you talk about the value of a chaplain in a school community? Well, the genius of the model is that, uh, firstly, it's a youth worker-based model. So youth, the youth worker model means that a chaplain is someone who's trained in youth work or community work or an equivalent qualification. So these are uh, qualified individuals. The, the, that's the first point to make. The second thing is that the, the way they work is tailored to the particular school needs. So that will look different in a primary school versus a secondary school, metropolitan school versus a rural or remote school. It would look different based on the demographics in the school and the needs of the school. And so uh, the way a chaplain works is to engage with the school and help through the, the leadership of that school uh, identify what are the particular needs, what are the programs that the school would like run, are they grief and loss, are they life transitions, are they about family breakdown. Um, but always because of it's a chaplaincy program, Program, always with the dimension of spiritual care uh, and, and concern for the holistic person rather than only their immediate physical needs. I think that's something that Christians appreciate, but it seems to be the government is assuming that any qualified youth worker can do what a chaplain does. How do you talk about that faith dimension and all the difference that makes, Peter? 
Well, it's important to recognise that the faith dimension has always been part of this program and, and, and that's not just a made-up requirement. There's good secular literature about the, the role of faith in the well-being of young people and the role that faith can play in helping young people become more resilient and more connected. And so the, the chaplaincy program has tapped into that, not in a way that tells students what they must believe, but in a way that is safe uh, and, a, and a safe place to encourage to explore spirituality and positive spirituality. So that's always been bread and butter for chaplains. The welfare worker model, if it, if it uh, is implemented in a way that includes spiritual care, potentially can extend to that, but it will do it from potentially a non-faith perspective. And so uh, I wonder what that looks like. I know what chaplaincy looks like. I know that that's a safe and strong method of care. Um, if, the, if the government uh, allows a move away from a youth work model towards more a psychology model. There's nothing wrong with psychologists. We need that. But but youth work model is about prevention and promotion of positive things, whereas the psychologist model is more about um, the, the treatment end of the spectrum. So all children need to be engaged in positive conversations around social, emotional and spiritual care. Uh, some students need psychological care. So if the funding shifts through this policy change from the social, emotional and spiritual preventive space to the treatment psychological care space, we will see less in schools to help avoid the problems that many students uh, need treatment for. So the government taking a non-spiritual approach to how counsellors might work in school, but there does seem to be some suggestion that students identifying as gay or trans may be less comfortable talking to a religious person. Does that shine through in any of the understanding that you've been gleaning? Well, it ultimately is up to the student whether they want to have a conversation like that with their chaplain. Many students do, some choose not to, but chaplains are people whose role is to care for all individuals no matter where they are and what the issue that they want to engage in. So chaplains are safe people to have those conversations. There are literally thousands of conversations every year between chaplains and students about sexuality and gender issues that are caring and supportive and safe uh, and, and don't involve um, any of the negativity that some would say occurs. So uh, we, we hear many stories of uh, people who are having safe conversations with their chaplains in that area, along with other issues like friendship and peer issues or uh, a sense of that someone is being bullied for whatever reason. So chaplains are trained to deal with uh, conversations of all kinds um, and from a safe and caring perspective. And of course, the professional qualification for the chaplain, it's important too. And I know you've been working hard over many years, just making sure that everyone is not only appropriately, but well qualified to do what they do as chaplains and will be able to hold their own in any environment. Yes, and this is one of the things that um, every time there's a renewal of the program like we're going through now, uh, some who oppose the program deliberately misrepresent that 
somehow it's a choice for a school between uh, a trained person or a religious person. And that's simply not true. Chaplains, uh, tr uh, the minimum requirement for chaplaincy training is a certificate for in pastoral care or youth work or community work or an equivalent. And at least in the, in the major providers, you know, more than three quarters of the chaplains exceed that requirement. You know, so the typical chaplaincy uh, qualification on average is a bachelor level qualification, even though the national standard is for a certificate four. So it, the, the narrative that it's let's choose a qualified person rather than a religious chaplain is simply untrue. The chaplains are qualified, plus they have the faith dimension for students who want to engage in those conversations. Well, special honour to you, Peter James. Uh, you do a wonderful job at the helm of Scripture Union Australia, and you've got to reach all around all the states and territories Group Chief Executive Officer, for listeners who might be interested in even approaching you uh, to get the ball rolling at a process happening to become a school chaplain, because there's always going to be uh, transitions and needs for new school chaplains, is there an appropriate website that people can go to to actually apply to become a school chaplain? Absolutely. We have many positions. There's a lot of demand for chaplaincy uh, and we are looking for chaplains all the time. The, the website to go to is startchaplaincy.com uh, and uh, if you search for Start Chaplaincy, um, you'll find a website that can direct you to the community that you're interested in and, and, uh, and start the conversation for yourself or someone you know who you think would make a great chaplain. We'd love to hear from you. And you've got headquarters in states around Australia, so if people were connecting with you, they could do through the Queensland website, suqld.org.au, or if you're in Victoria, suvic or suwa in Western Australia. Peter James, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. My pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.